Hey guys, welcome back to the Smell the Leather Cricket Podcast, where we discuss all things cricket from an average Joe's perspective. Today's video is a special one, as we be discussing our test teams of the decade from 2010 to 2019. We thought with the ICC nominations out for various categories, we thought we'd have our say as well. And to do all of this, I have with me, as usual, my co-host Gaurav, who is a strong contender to become a broadcaster slash statistician as you will see throughout this video. We also have uh, a couple of guests. First off, Nikhil, who's been on the podcast before, and I hope he keeps his Australian biases aside for this video. And also joining us is our new addition to the guest list, Giant, who will surely come up with some unconventional names and picks, which will just add to the drama of this video. And I'm really looking forward to it. Hey, gents, how, how are you all doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, although as an Indian fan, it's not a great time to uh, watch cricket. They've lost the ODI series. And so, yeah, hoping for the T20 and the tests to go much better. Yeah, same here as an Indian fan, just missing Rohit Sharma. And let's hope we can at least win the T20 series and the test series as well. Let's hope. And Jayant, how are you? Um, good, good, guys. Uh, just looking forward to this entire thing. Okay. Now, before we begin, uh, we'll just set down a few conditions and the format as well. So basically, any player that has played in this decade would be eligible to be picked. Secondly, we'll also be discussing the top contenders for each category. We'll be putting our views out. And then finally, based on the popular vote, that player will get selected into our test team of the decade. So without any further ado, let's get straight into it. Let's start with our openers. And for the opener spot in this decade, one thing to note is that we don't have a lot of choices. Some of the top contenders are David Warner, Teen Elgar, Alistair Cook, Karuna Ratri from Sri Lanka, Tami Mikpal from Bangladesh, Craig Brathwaite from West Indies, Murli Vijay from India, Tom Latham, and Chris Gale. So, Gaurav, why don't you get us started with your picks for the openers? It's straightforward, isn't it? Uh, I'll uh, I'll go with Cook and Warner uh, purely because when we look at Cook, uh, highest run scorer this decade, 8,800 runs at 46 and two centuries away from home, uh, which is uh, which is phenomenal, I think. Uh, he's been holding that uh, uh, England batting order together for the most part of his career. He did that. So he was a uh, straight pick for me. Warner again, I mean, 7,000 runs at, at 48, uh, the highest average for the opener this decade. And uh, just the volume of runs uh, striking at 74, which is the next best since Sehwag. Uh, Sehwag has highest this decade at 87. So, yeah, these two were straightforward picks for me. Solid choices there. Uh, let's move on to Giants. What are your picks for the openers? Um, I'd go with Cook again. Uh, I think uh, Cook is the most successful foreign batsman in Asia. I think he's played very well in Asia. I think that England side, uh, which won in India in 2012 in the Test Series, I think that was mainly down to Cook. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he's a very, very good batsman. And, you know, even even the latter stage of his innings, I think he played some uh, his career. I think he played some very good knocks against you know India as well. Uh, so yeah, I think Cook is a definite show in. Uh, uh, in terms of like you know, in terms of the second opener, I think you know I just you know I, I don't want to go with the obvious choices. I think I would go with uh, Sri Lanka's Kartu Karnaratne. I think uh, the reason I'm going Karnaratne is because uh, you know he's. Uh, He's coming to the team like you know once the Star Wars, Yasuri, sorry, uh, you know Jayawardene, Sangkara, all all those guys left the team, and he's played really well. He captains the side. He he played brilliantly in South Africa, you know when all those like you know in the, against an extraordinary bowling attack again and pitches where I think he scored a century in a match where no other you know player even crossed fifty, and you know he was the main cause for Shilanka even winning South Africa. In fact, he was the main cause for the first Asian team to ever win in South Africa. So, you know, he's and he's not a backyard bully. He scored a century in uh, New Zealand. David Warner is a backyard bully. So, you know, he's very good in Australia, but, you know, there's a little bit of swing and David Warner suddenly, like, you know, yeah. So, I think Karnaratne is right, right up there. Interesting I think in the choice. Future, he, 
interesting choice with Karan Ratnay right there. Um, Nikhil Cook has two votes. Are you making that a hat trick for him? Well, clearly I am. You know, it's so realistic. Cook is going to take strike in my team, and number two is uh, South Africa's Dean Elgar. Uh, he's someone who's a little bit similar to Cook. He's got the similarest art of shots. You know, he plays the drive, the cuts very well. Not to forget, he's got two centuries in India. And uh, yes, he's got a phenomenal record. He's got a century in the UAE as well. So like my friend Jayan said, uh, compared to Warner, Warner is kind of a kind of a home bully. While if you say Dean Elgar, well, he's shown the world of the performance. And he's, he's also got a century with the Lords. So... A good artistic player and definitely my opener along with Cook. Awesome. Um, for my picks, I think I'm going with Cook again. Averages 45 in primarily English conditions. Uh, right at the top of the order, I think he's a straight uh, pick for uh, this decade at least uh, in our test openers. And for my second choice, like Gaurav, I'm going with Warner. I feel like his test record, um, yeah, you know, it, it can't be ignored. The runs that he scored... No matter where that is, he's not just scored in Australia, he scored elsewhere as well. And um, he has 7,000 odd test runs, pretty high average. Warner's my pick. But so Cook seems like the popular choice. So he's straight into our test uh, team of the decade, slotting it at num- number one. For the number two slot, Warner seems to have two votes, but then we also have a couple of interesting choices in Karuna Ratne and Dean Elgar. So let's open the debate up to put your points forward or maybe, you know, discuss on those two particular players. We start with Karuna Ratne. And um, since that was Giants choice, either Gaurav or Nikhil, one of you can go ahead and give your views on him as, as an opener. Yeah. So, uh, Nikhil and Giants' opinion were pretty similar regarding Warner, uh, that he's uh, he scored more runs in Australia, which is uh, pretty much true as well, uh, but I think seven thousand runs don't come for uh, don't are not easy runs at all, uh, especially at forty eight and uh, striking at seventy four. Simply the number of games that he set up. And when we talk about Karim Ratne, actually while you, I was going through the stats, uh, he averages thirty eight this decade, and he averages twenty three point four in Australia, twenty two point three three in Bangladesh, and twenty eight in England. So, uh, not should not be much of a difference com- when we compare to David Warner. And you want a kind of a box office player as well. You want someone who would pull the crowds. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Karuna Ratne's case, uh, statistically, at least when we compare to Warner, if we say, okay, uh, he's got great record outside Asia, uh, which is not the case. So, David Warner uh, seems to be winning that battle. In my in my opinion, fair point. Then Nikhil, anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, like uh, Gaurav just said that you know seven thousand runs don't just come like that, but that's a very very fair point. But if you compare, you say someone like a Karna Ratne to a Dean Elgar, then you see Dean Elgar has scored a century in England, scored a century in, in India, uh, UAE, and uh, yeah, not Australia. And obviously, he scored in South Africa. So he scored tons of runs in South Africa. He's given them brilliant starts. So I think he's definitely a, a better pick there. I mean, no doubt, Karnataka has done an amazing job as the captain of the team. You know, he picked up the team from nowhere and, you know, he made them win in South Africa, which is unbelievable. But I would still pick Dean Elgar as my opener, given the reliability and the assurity that, yes, he is going to get to the rounds. Giant, any counterpoints to what Korov and Nikhil have put forward? I mean, I'm just making an argument here. Uh, I believe, like, you know... Uh, in, in terms of like uh, just like how we you know because like, how he bats, I genuinely believe he has potential. And you know taking Sri Lanka like you know say England or Australia or South Africa, wherever they go, they only get two tests, right? So he's not going to get five tests to like underperform like Warner. You know probably if you give Karnataka five tests, he's going to have a better average in England. You give him like say five tests, you know in Australia he's probably going to have a better average, right? So he, I mean David Warner, I mean I'm obviously not uh, underplaying Warner's ones or you know. Dean Elgar's achievements, but he doesn't get as many opportunities as the other picks. And I believe, like, you know, whenever he has had opportunities, he's been decent. He's not been atrocious. Like, he's never had an atrocious series. He's been always decent. So, no, I just believe he's a solid opener, especially in Test Match Cricket. You want a solid opener. You want someone to protect, you know, your main batsman who comes in at number three, right? Uh, 
that's so why don't I you want so don't you think cook would play a similar load that you said that the solid impact that karuna ratne would have you would want a, a different kind of opener who gives you the kind, uh, kind of an attacking start sets the game up for you both would be similar yeah. players yeah but it's that's much for it right i mean with the you know the new ball being as important i would want two openers who could like probably play out the new ball rather than you know a batsman who exposes the you know number 3 or number 4 or number 5 i would rather have someone who plays out the new ball say gets a third good 30 good 40 consistent in throughout you know all countries right so that's that's what i was going for karnatne obviously can't discount you know the runs that their one has done or dinal guys performances dinal guys also decent in you know kind of decent in india so completely fair fair completely fair uh the other choice we had was in dean elga um jant do you have any comments on that personal opinion here i just don't think he's been as impressive you know as the other south african batsmen and he's more of like the best they have and not gorav do you want to add anything that's why to that uh, i i mean uh, pretty much made my point on karuna ne uh on elga i mean uh, see he had that breakthrough year in 2019 where he scored around 1500 runs if i remember the highest run scored at that uh, year but apart from that if you look at uh, the runs scored uh, by him this decade is 3800 uh, sorry 3380 uh, runs so uh, apart from that um, before that and after that it's not been much and there's, there there are no countries where he averages more than 45 His uh, his averages in uh, if I can see the average in Australia is 23, in India is 30, 30, and in Sri Lanka is 22. So uh, I mean I can't see a point where he overtakes Warner and just in terms of average. If you ha- had a guy who scores uh, above 30, at least above 35 in most of the other countries, then yeah, sure you do make your point that David Warner. is kind of a home bully and others you have a better contender than that but uh, surely it's not the case in both elgers and karunaratnes uh, so are you saying uh, so are you saying elger can't yeah, play more than warner in england in test matches no i'm not saying uh, what i'm saying what he has done uh, we all have our opinions don't we but what he we can't discount it's 10 years not one year let's let's see what has happened since 2010 Uh, we are not talking about that's what i said that he scored 50, uh, almost 40 or 50% of his runs scored this decade in one year so there are eight or nine years in between that we uh, surely need to uh, take that into consideration okay i think we've heard our points point, the yeah. openers and um, i think warner slots in at number 2 given he gets uh, corrs vote as well as my vote unfortunately for the both of you he, uh, karunaratne or elga isn't going to be making it to that team but let's move forward we now move on to the middle order um so here i think we have been spoiled for choices there are a lot of batsmen you have your fab 3 in smith kohli williamson root uh, all of these great players and let's start this section off with nikhil what's your middle order looking like jara smith latham stocks okay uh, and you seem to have left out um williamson and ru i know any particular reasons for that yeah uh not really i mean if you see these four players you know starting from pujara smith uh and who was it latham and stokes you see they they have performed all over the globe you know that that's made more important they won man of the series awards in all over the globe like you see stokes he's got a couple of centuries in india pujara we all know how well he played in australia to make their, make sure they win Tom Latham again a very reliable batsman and uh, Steve Smith well he's he's kept keen you can just keep talking about him you know he's played some brilliant innings so yeah i mean Steve Smith obviously we all can re- recall that wonderful ashes in 2019 so yes okay nothing Going against the roots williamson but it's just that the performance speak moving on to giant what are your middle order picks uh hashim amla steve smith virat kohli in that order Okay. Um reasons for probably leaving out someone like a Root or Williamson. The England fan is triggered. Um I just think again like you know I feel like Hashim Amla has performed extraordinarily well in all countries. Uh Steve Smith I mean I feel like he is the best one of in fact the best test batsman and Virat Kohli again he's performed everywhere like you know South Africa I mean South Africa he's been good 
uh, Australia and England's record is excellent, and India has always been good. So that's why I think all of them are consistent throughout all all the major countries. So yeah. Awesome, uh, Gaurav. What are your picks? Uh, well, looks like I'm going for the more conventional op- options here. Uh, my three is Williamson, my four is Smith, and five is Kohli. Uh, they their stats back it up as well as uh, you know this is the run scored throughout the globe. Steve Smith has been in a, in a league of his own, but if we look at uh, Williamson's last five years, he's averaged 65, which is the next best to Steve Smith. So I think. Uh, He's, he's probably the first few names on those sheets for me. Uh, he scored hundreds in Australia, in India, in uh, uh, England. And uh, he's the kind of player you want at number three, uh, uh, who would uh, tackle the tough situations, um, uh, a possible contender for the captain as well. So, yeah, I mean... Williamson is a definite pick for me. Steve Smith, I mean, statistically is the best since Bradman, isn't he? So, uh, um, I mean, I don't think we, we need to discuss much more about him. Is uh, I, I mean, just the centuries he scored all over the globe, specifically that 109 at Pune, uh, probably the one, one of the greatest centuries that I've seen uh, throughout whatever cricket I've uh, been able to watch. So, uh, and the Ashes literally uh, won the Ashes for Australia. So, yeah, I mean, and uh, Kohli, again, uh, in that 2013 tour where he was consistently getting out to Jimmy Anderson. And after that, he, uh, he was the highest run scorer the next time he came to England. Uh, he scored centuries, four, five centuries in Australia and one in 2011 as well. Uh, four double centuries in a year, seven in total uh, is, uh, centuries in South Africa. That 2018 series, if I remember, he sco- I mean, the, the couple of centuries that he scored were uh, some of the very high-class batting that I've seen. So, yeah, Kohli and uh, even his stats back up as well. He scored, 55, uh, he scored at 55, more than 7,000 runs. So, yeah, these three are my picks. I've got pretty similar picks, except with the difference being in Williamson's position. I think I slotted in Williamson at five and Steve Smith at three. But then I'm I'm kind of okay with uh, your order as well. So it seems like Smith is definitely a popular option and we're going to slot in Smith as well as uh, Kohli. For the other options, we have had uh, the names of uh, Pujara as well as Hashim Amla, any thoughts on uh, these players? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. So on Hashim Amla, I think uh, yeah, he had a, a pretty great run from 2010 to 2015, but he just tapered off in the later half of his career, scoring at 36 or 37. So he was not that kind of a player he was in his initial years. There were some weaknesses that were exposed. Uh, so... Uh, had had it been a team till 2015, I would have definitely picked Hashim Amla. But uh, just looking at the last few years, uh, yeah, he he kind of fell in that regard. Uh, our other pick was Pujara. I mean, as big a fan as I am of his, I think uh, Williamson uh, is. Uh, you can't uh, look. Um, beyond Williamson, uh, Pujada's uh, uh, heroics in Australia down under was great. His uh, record in India is pretty great, but if you look his record elsewhere in New Zealand, in England, uh, it's uh, it's not that great compared to Williamson's. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's a great option, probably my second reserve in this team, but uh, not not in the eleven. Nikhil, any counterpoints to Pujara over <laughs> Williamson at the number three slot? Uh, I actually wouldn't compare Williamson to Pujara because they're coming of technique, different techniques. You know, Pujara is someone like uh, how we, how my friend Jayant wanted Demut Karunathar to be, but you know, Pujara is someone who will hold the middle order. Like we remember the first test in Adelaide against Australia, where you know he was just he batted the whole day and finished the day of the century, uh, and he's someone who can also you know just play on and play on and play on and, you know, without just looking as if he's tired or, you know, he's done or he's going to play the big shot. 
but I wouldn't, you know, be upset or something if Williamson takes over his place because again, a technically very good player. But it was, it was a 50-50 for me, and I went with him. Williamson, like Gorov said, a technically very good player, more attacking. But I felt on number three should be someone who's more defensive and you know holds the openers as well as the number four batsman if it's Smith or Kohli walking in. So yeah, I mean, uh, but if you compare him with Hashim Amla, I think he's definitely with Hashim Amla because like Gorov said, uh, he's. Hashim Amla started this decade with, with the double century against India. In India, uh, it happened, I think, Ahmedabad or somewhere. It was MS Dhoni's test team. But if you see it, 2011, 12, 13, 14, yes, he was there. But once the 15 World Cup was done, I think he just lost his touch. Uh, his, he got exposed to the short ball. In 2015, the series against India, he was all done by spin. In Australia, he was caught by short ball by uh, James Pattinson. So... I think he kind of fell in half of the decade and doesn't seem fair to someone like Pujara or Williamson if he's there. Uh, Jayant, are you okay with Williamson slotting in at three or uh, do you have something to say on Amla? I mean, Hashim uh, Amla's played some pretty extraordinary knocks. He's had a 300 at the Oval. He's scored 300 at the Oval uh, against the best England side ever. England test side ever, you know. They were extraordinary at that time. So, you know, would a Williamson do the same? I'm not sure. He's done very well in India. He scored 250 in India. Again, would Williamson do that? I'm not really sure. He's the knocks that he's played. They have been extraordinary. I mean, he ha- he's a taper off. You know, he's 32, 33. He was getting to the, you know he was getting he was becoming an older player. But I don't think a, such a monumental player who's played extraordinary knocks against you know all over the world, you know all the major countries. He's proven himself everywhere. He scored those big knocks that you really want, those memorable knocks that you'll always remember. I'm, I'm not saying Williamson is one of the most talented players in the world right now, but Hashim Amla has played extraordinary knocks. He's played knocks that you'll always remember, and he's done that special thing, right? He and South and South Africans get undervalued for this a lot. They you have certain tests where South Africans just you know play and play and play and they just defend and defend and defend, and I think that's a very important quality, and I think. The five years that he did play well, which is a fair point that he's not played you know, the other five years, but the five years that he did play was extraordinary. He was one of the best batsmen in the world and his record backed it as well. He had the innings for it as well. I feel like Williamson doesn't have that. Williamson doesn't have that big score yet. He doesn't have that big extraordinary score that everyone's always going to remember unless you know you probably Google it. So, yeah. Yeah, just one, I, uh, one point to that. Uh, Williamson has three fourth, fourth innings hundred, the most by any batsman we are discussing. So, uh, if I'm uh, pretty sure that does count for records when uh, if you do want to Google or uh, go for any records, it's a fourth inning hundreds yeah. does count for <laughs> a lot. Yeah, but Hashim was a critical part. If I remember right, South Africa beat England in that series. South Africa, Hashim was a critical part of you know South Africa yes, beating England. Yes, but it was one series. Of it course, was, it was one series. It's it's one like series picking... But England won beatable. England just beat India in India, right? Of course. And then it... and then India, yeah, India went on to beat Australia later. See, it's and like picking no, Dale Shen in the IPL 11 in 2013. That was seven years back. If you had picked this team in 2015, Hashim Amla would be a definite shoe-in. But since you are talking the test team of the decade, I mean, the last, it's considerable yeah, half of a, a decade, which, you know, I've, I'm as big a fan of Amla uh, in both the formats, in fact, not just in tests, just oh, looking good. at the stats. But uh, yeah, uh, that was my point. At some point, Ashim was better than Virat Kohli at ODIs. Like, you know, up to 7,000 runs. If he was younger, he probably would be, you know, he probably yeah, would be better we, than Virat we're Kohli. We're talking about the test teams of the decade. Let's let's stick to the topic at hand. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Without sidetracking yeah. a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think, Jan, very fair point. But then again, you have to sort of consider the period of 2015 to 2019 as well, since it's the team of the decade. And... Um, since Williamson gets the popular vote, I think we are going to go with Williamson, Kohli, and Smith as our 3 4 5. Now, just to recap, this is what our top order looks like Alistair Cook, Warner, Williamson, Kohli, and Smith. This is the team as of now. And now, moving on to our next position, which is the number six slot. Now, this can be a batsman, an all rounder, a wicketkeeper, whatever your team composition uh, fits. So, Giant, why don't you get it started off with your number six slot? Uh, my number six would be A.B. De Villiers. He would, it would be A.B. De Villiers. Uh, you know, again, extraordinary batsman. He would also be my wicketkeeper. Not that he's kept a lot this decade, but he would also be my wicketkeeper because I really never, you know, accounted for a keeper since A.B. can keep. I'm going with A.B. But I think he should get it, you know, get in there, get in there just on his batting. 
I don't really think there's anyone who's just on pure talent who's better than AB in any format of the game, to be honest. Fair point, Jayanth. And since you mentioned your wicketkeeper, we'll sort of get that out of the way and then move on to other positions as the all-rounder position is going to be one of huge debate and we'll move on to that towards the end. So, Nikhil, give us your wicketkeeper choice. So, my wicketkeeper is taken by a South African, but not A.B. De Villiers. It's Quinton Decock. I think being a left-handed, he's a solid batsman. He has been batting at number 6 or number 7 for South Africa and he scored close to 4,100 runs, if I'm not wrong. Average of 41, uh, 2150s, 500s with a century in England, Australia and India. Quite a solid player, you know, assuming your 3, 4, 5 has Williamson, Williamson, Smith and Coley who have, you know, scored very good scores. Someone to come and finish it well. I think Quentin Nicog is a perfect player and a very reliable keeper as well and we've seen that in the past. Fair point. Gaurav? Yeah, I'm with Jayant on this one. Uh, I have the best batsman in the last generation of the last generation as my wicketkeeper. ABD Villiers it is. And uh, uh, he scored, uh, as a wicketkeeper this decade, he scored uh, 5,000 runs uh, uh, in 22 games. Uh, seven centuries, which is almost as much as any other wicketkeeper batsman this decade at 57. So, I mean, uh, De Villiers, it's hard to pa- look past that. Even in the last series of his against India and Australia, if I can remember, India were at 12 for 3 at Cape Town and he scored a 60 and just changed the go- course of the game. You want players like him at number 6 who can uh, someone like Gilchrist, uh, he used to do that uh, thing for Australia during the 90s and the early 2000s. De Villiers, uh, I mean, is just class. There's nothing that A.V. De Villiers can't do on a cricket field. So he can, you know, probably take catches in his sleep uh, and do all kinds of things. Uh, he's he's um, a slip catcher for you as well. He can, I mean, I mean, he gives you so many options. He's a possible contender for the captain. Just just uh, a complete package for me. So yeah, De Villiers for sure. I completely agree. Although I've sort of gone for an unconventional option in BJ Watling as my gatekeeper. The reasons for that would most probably be firstly, I was looking at the wicketkeeper slot purely from a wicketkeeping position and I feel his skills are right up there and it has been for a while now. He's kept all around the world and he's kept pretty damn well uh, in my opinion. Also, he's that dogged sort of character in, he just won't give his wicket away and when you have a sort of fab three in Williamson um, Coley and Smith and then I feel like you also need that little bit of solidarity down but then you can also go for the explosive option in De Villiers but then yeah that was my particular choice um, now it seems like De Villiers has two votes um, anyone contest De Villiers uh, taking the keeper's slot Sorry, anyone? I'm sorry, I kind of lost you there. Anyone want to contest De Villiers taking the wicketkeeper slot? Um, I think it's difficult to compare. We're comparing one of the best batsmen of all three formats, especially the tests. You know, he's a guy who scored a century in one session as well as who's played 230 balls for his 27. So I don't think he has much of comparison. I think we have to go with De Villiers, given it's if we look at the majority counts. Paul mentioned uh, regarding his stats. He has, in fact, uh, scored seven centuries compared to his fifth centuries while uh, he was not keeping. So he's done better as a wicket keeper this decade uh, than when he was not a wicket keeper. So uh, that we, probably adds to his have, point. Yeah, we are going with the Villiers as a keeper. Okay, now let's move on to our bowlers before finally coming back to the all important all rounder position. Nikhil, why don't you start us off with your bowlers? So, starting on the bowlers, it's going to be the off-spinner Ashwin. I think a pretty crafty off-spinner, you know. He's probably one of the best in the business when it comes. Um, 50-50 with Nathan Lyon, but I, I would go with someone who can also, you know, get you those 20-30 runs uh, when your set batsman is at the crease. And he's performed well in India, of course, in um, England, Australia. So, he's my first pick as a spinner. Coming to the fast bowlers, uh, it's a pretty different one, if I believe. So, my first fast bowler is going to be Morna Markle. You know, he's tall, he's got some great bounce, he performed well in India, England, South Africa, New Zealand. I mean, these are the countries where you're expected to do well. He's kept up his name there before he called off from South African international cricket. 
And obviously the two fast bowlers are going to be Pat Cummins and James Anderson. Pat Cummins, you know, uh, he's had a phenomenal last three years. He's been very, very good uh, as an 18-year-old who made his debut and he's still going good. And number 11 is obviously James Anderson, you know. Probably he's a Steve Smith in the bowling. You don't have to say much about him. You know, he's always there with the wickets. He's the swing and, yep, he's there. All right, let's move on to Giants bowlers picks. Um, so I'm going with five bowlers. Uh, Arashwin, uh, uh, then Yashisha, uh, Jimmy Anderson, uh, Jasper Bumra, and uh, Dale Singh. And? So, Dale Singh. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. So, I'll start off Dale Singh. Uh, Dale Singh is the best bowler in, in my five picks. I think he's the best bowler in this era of test cricket. I think he would he would have been an extraordinary bowler in any era of test cricket. Uh, I, you know, the way he's bowled, the way you know, just you know, just just watching him bowl, I think itself is great. He was one of those. He's one of the few people who's you know who could like you know bowl very, very fast and swing the ball as well. And uh, I think uh, Jimmy Anderson himself has said Dale Stane is a better bowler than him. So. Even though he's not, you know, got as many wickets, obviously. So, you know, Dale Singh is an extraordinary bowler. And I think he'll be shown in any any team. In any, you know, any decade compared to me. And uh, my next pick would be Jimmy Anderson. Obviously, again, great swing bowler. Uh, he's, been doing, he's been doing it for England a lot, for a long time right now. So, extraordinary bowler again. His wickets, again, he's, I think he has highest wickets for fast bowler as well. So, he's, again, very, very good. And uh, uh, with regards to uh, uh, my, uh, I think Jasper Bumrah. I think uh, I just wanted to like you know go with someone not not entirely out of stats. I think Jasper Bumrah has single-handedly changed India's bowling attack. I mean, we had Xiaomi before. I think we also had you know Ishan Sharma. Ishan Sharma has been there forever. And I think Jasper Bumrah alone has come in and he's you know given that bowling attack teeth. I think he's been very aggressive. I think he's I think he's he makes Cody. Great, you know, he single-handedly makes India a great bowling attack. He he's you know bowled extraordinarily when he's bowled. He's bowled really well in India. Uh, I mean, recently in India series, you see fast bowlers taking a lot more wickets than the spinners, and just you was know, one of the main causes for that. Uh, whenever he's played, I mean, and you know, it's given the bowling a lot of teeth in Australia, in England, in South Africa. He's bowled decently well. Probably can't probably in terms of stats, he hasn't played that much. There isn't a big sample size. But he's been very, very good whenever he's played and he's made a difference and he is the best bowler for India and he's made a huge difference. And he has been one of the best bowlers the last two years. So, his spells is just extraordinary. So, yeah. And then with regards to Ashwin again. So, Ashwin, you know, takes a, takes a lot of wickets at very quick times. He's, you know, the way he bowls in India is extraordinary. He's, he's picked up a bunch of wickets in India. He's been a little unlucky abroad with injuries, but... Uh, you know, recently he's learned a lot more. He's taken wickets, but, you know, not that lucky. You know, he's had a couple of injuries. And regards to Yashisha, I think Yashisha has performed very well in England. I think he has like three, four fours in England. So, I think three or four. So, he's been very good there. And he's also been decent in Australia. He's been very good in the UAE. So, you know, he's performed well as a spinner. He's performed well, you know, in England. He's performed well in Australia. He's performed well in the West Indies. So, you know, and also... This decade being such so crucial, the next spinners where everyone's like, you have to have a leggy in your team. I think you know our test team does have to have a leggy, and I would go with Yashia because he has been the best leg spinner of this decade. For At sure. least in terms of the entire success for ten of ten years. For sure, Gaurav, let's move on to your picks. So I'll I'll uh, give my fast bowlers first, uh, and then I'll come to the spinner. My fast bowlers are Stain, Dabada, and uh, Anderson. Uh, Stain, uh, pretty much like Jayan said, he's uh, been the best fast bowlers this decade and probably since McGrath, I think he's been the best fast bowlers. Uh, 427 wickets at 22. And if you look, he only uh, Cummins and uh, I think Philander have a better average for, amongst those who have taken 100 wickets and Rabada has a better strike rate. So to combine those two, uh, uh, Stain is... Uh, you know, effectively the best. Uh, so, yeah, staying uh, for that. Anderson, again, 427, uh, I mean, more than 400 wickets. Uh, uh, it's the best since Muldi Dharam's 565 the last decade between 2000 and 2010. 
uh, he's improved his record in Australia. He's, he did well in his second tour to India as well. So it's not entirely the case where he takes wickets only in England. He's is devastating in England and New Zealand in those conditions for sure. But uh, he's improved in other conditions as well. So yeah, and Rabada, the only uh, the other options that I had was either of Philander or uh, Trent Bolt uh, to give that left-handed option. And uh, Philander has uh, some uh, his stats are right up there. But then I can't look beyond Rabada. Is uh, I mean, uh, he's got the best strike rate um, in Test cricket history. In fact, to take uh, amongst bowlers who have taken hundred wickets, and he's performed um, uh, well against side like England and Australia on a consistent basis. Seven of his twelve best uh, spells have come against uh, both the teams, and uh, if you remember, he took thirteen at Centurion against England and six at Hobart as well against Australia, uh, match-winning spells. Where they won by an innings, South Africa. So uh, he's literally been the bowler, the uh, you know uh, coming of the age bowler this decade. I think uh, pace, you know, hit the deck. His uh, his you know seam uh, positions are very good. He can bowl well in Asian conditions because of the height and uh, the pace at which he bowls. So yeah, complete bowler for me. Coming on to the spinners, I think this was the most difficult for me because uh, none of the contenders were uh, too far ahead of their, uh, uh, you know, other conditions. So, but then I'll again I'll go with Ashwin because uh, just because of his record in India and he's been the uh, biggest match winner for them in Indian conditions, and you can't discount that man of the series. I think he's got the most this decade. So, uh, you and to be fair to him, he had. Uh, uh, good first test uh, in Australia and in England, but then he got injured. So he was a bit unlucky in that part as well. Not got enough wickets abroad, but then he, I think he bowled quite well. And if, when you look at someone like a Lions record in Asian conditions, it's not that great to uh, consider him as a, as a real option. So yeah, all in all, because of the quality and the stats, I, I'll, I'll go with Ashwin. Fair point. Um... For my personal choices, I've gone with Stain, Anderson, Wagner, and Herath as my spinner. So Stain and Anderson, I think everyone's already brought up the points, and it's pretty much on the same lines. So I, I've gone with Wagner as my left-arm option. I wanted someone who can sort of uh, be that uh, variation as well as Wagner. In the last few years, he's been that enforcer for New Zealand. When nothing's happening in the deck, they just sort of throw the ball to him and. He comes in, bowls a short stuff, makes things happen. I think you would want to have someone like that in your uh, uh, test team of the decade. The first half of the decade, he wasn't, he hasn't played that much. But then, I sort of went for him um, for just the latter half of this decade. As my spinner, I've gone for Herath purely because um, he's just that miserly spin bowler. Economy rate, career economy rate of two point eight. I think, I mean, it's just you want that sort of control and he's got wickets all over, 433 test wickets. So I think um, Herat was my spin choice. But then if you look at uh, all of our choices, I think Stain, Anderson and Ashwin are the common ones. So we'll sort of slot them down. Now we have a couple of things of players to discuss, which would be... Bumrah, which was an interesting choice given his short, very short test uh, career in this decade. We have Moni Mokal. I think he deserves a special mention as well as um, Yasir Shah. So uh, the floor is open to anyone who wants to sort of speak about them. I think Moni Mokal is quite an obvious option here because if you look someone, there's, there's Dale Stain who's fast. There's uh, Anderson who's got the master of swing and if you look at you know you have pace you have swing the next thing you need is bounce and someone who can attack the batsman make him uncomfortable you know hit his chest hit the helmet region and that's obviously can, can only be done by the tall monomarkle uh, and his record speaks for himself as well he's got a i think he's got two fifers in england he's got one in australia and he's bowled very well in in india along with stain back when those days in 2010 series so yes i mean when you compare him with someone like the bowler you suggested in New Zealand, the left armor, 
yes, the left armer creates a good angle, but then he's only played two, two and a half years of, of this decade. Whereas Markle, if you see, he's played six and a half to seven years. So the experience, the record, and obviously the way he creates the bounce and you know, dis- disturbs the batsman completely. Quite an obvious choice. And I think Ashwin is one spinner is, is quite enough in this attack you know, against Yasir Shah or Herat. Nothing against Yasir Shah, but um, if, if you compare Herat and Ashwin, I think Ashwin is far better because Ashwin does have wickets abroad, whereas Herat, I think he's really struggled and he's had his share of bad days. I believe, like, you know, so again, you know, with this decade being so, you know, crucial for leg spin, you know, I think we must have a leg spinner there. And I think two spinners is crucial considering how many destinations are, have more spin friendly pitches. West Indies is spin friendly, they spin friendly wickets these days. India, Bangladesh, UAE, you know, Pakistan with UAE. So there are a lot of spin friendly wickets here. So I think, and Yashish, with the leg spin, I think Australia would be a good uh, destination for him too. And he's done well in England. So he's done well everywhere. So, you know, uh, especially, you know, with I think the leg spin option has to be there. There has to be variety. So I think Yashisha is crucial. And uh, with, with regards to Bumrah, I think uh, Bumrah makes batsmen uncomfortable too. He has this, you know, uh, notorious action. His, he's fast, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, apart from the long career, I feel like, you know, Bumrah, two years he's played, he's made batsmen uncomfortable. He does everything, you know, Monimokul does. Just as a bowler, not in terms of stats or anything, he's performed well in all countries. But uh, I would go with Jashisha just because he's a leg spinner. And since this decade has, you know, mostly major- the majority of the decade has been over leg spin. And since leg spin is, you know, it, leg spinners do generate a lot of wickets, I would go with Jashisha. Korob, what are you going with? Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going to stick to my choices. Uh, I think on Bumrah's part, I, I think he would be in the test team of the decade for the next. Uh, hopefully, when whenever we do for to, uh, some uh, twenty thirty, probably uh, it's just been a year. I mean, we have to wait and watch where, uh, how he does in places like Sri Lanka and probably UAE if if and when India decides to play against Pakistan and Bangladesh. All those sorts of things is definitely got the potential. He's done with, uh, well in the Sina countries, but uh, he's not played that much in India as of now. So it's too small a sample size for me. Uh, other than that, the other options that we spoke of is Mokul. So, uh, Mokul, to be fair to him, I, I think his average is in England and Australia more than 30. Uh, he averages more than 34 in Australia and more than 31 in England compared to someone like Rabada. I think it would be uh, it would be shocking if we don't end up picking Rabada. Uh, I mean, the quality that he has shown all around, you want a, you want a pacer who comes it at number three because when you have Stain and Anderson as your opening bowlers, you want an, the first change to be fidey and when the ball is not doing much, uh, someone who can uh, you know, probably make the batsman smell the leather. So, uh, yeah, I think Rabada uh, uh, has got that potential. Uh, and uh, on, on a, just a point on Yashir, I think yeah, Giants, most of the Giants' points are valid. He's been the best leg spinner this decade. But, uh, I mean, it's co- he averages uh, more than 94 in Australia and more than 15 in England. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he uh, probably would be uh, my reserve spinner, for sure, above Herat. Uh, because Herat uh, was, as you mentioned, a very... Uh, cunning bowler, very, uh, I mean, he, at the later half of his career, he picked so many wickets and uh, won matches for Sri Lanka as well. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we are talking about the test team of the decade, so you need the best of the options and uh, they don't fit anywhere. Okay, now that we've heard everyone's views and opinions, let's take a vote on who joins Ashwin, Stain and Anderson. So let's start with Giant. Who's your vote amongst the players? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, Nikhil. Morning, Morning. Gaurav. Uh, I said uh, Labada for me. So I think the deciding vote vote lies with me, and I tend to go with Rabada uh, to join Ashwin, Stain, and Anderson. So I think um, our bowlers would be. They decided it's Ashwin. Rabada, Stain, and Anderson. Now, we have to come back to that all-important all-rounder slot or a specialist batsman if you're going for that sort of uh, team. Or a specialist bowler for that matter if we decide to do it. For yeah. sure. 
So, Gaurav, why don't you start us off with um, your pick? Okay, I'm going to get some, a lot of flack for this. Uh, my all-rounder option is uh, uh, Shakib. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, see, uh, to be fair to him, he has uh, a better average than strokes. And both batting and bowling averages is taken. And uh, more than that, I want him in my team because of the second uh, op- option of spin that he gives. Also, the team that we have uh, as of now is three premier fast bowlers. Mm-hmm. So, Stokes would be more of uh, uh, a holding option than an attacking option. So, if you are playing in conditions like India and uh, uh, Sri Lanka, the Asian conditions, so you'd want someone to bowl in the fourth day when there's rough or even even in England or Australia for that matter, to bowl outside the uh, left-handers rough. So, uh, Shaki would give that option. I think he's, he goes pretty much underrated. Uh, he's a terrific cricketer, uh, equally capable batsman as well. So, it was a close call between him and Strokes. But looking at the team combination and that left-handed spin option that he gives, I think uh, Shaki would be my all-rounder. So, Nikhil, why don't you give us your option? So, I'm going with Ben Stokes. I think he's had a very good four or five years or maybe more than that. So, he's got centuries in England. He's got test wickets in England. He's got more than 4,000 runs. Uh, he's the man you need there. You know, for He, he does have four wickets at day four and day five of test matches. He he, know, he knows to break partnerships. I think he's he had a very good uh, series of West Indies which just happened after the pandemic. And of course, he's been really good at the Ashes. I think uh, as a fourth fast bowling option, someone who can also vary his pace, bowl those uh, immediate bouncers and get those crucial runs, say, you know, 60 or 40. I think he's the right person to have there, you know. So, my all-rounder is Ben Stokes. Jayant, who are you going for? Um, I'm going with Ben Stokes. I think uh, Ben Stokes could fit into any team just as a pure batsman. I think he has the quality. I think he has the talent. And like uh, Nikhil said, uh, he has a knack of picking up wickets. You know, he just picks up wickets. And, you know, considering that, uh, considering his record and considering how he's performed well in very important tests like the Ashes and such, I would go with him. Uh, with respect to uh, Shakib, uh, uh, he is a very good player. and But uh, to be very honest, he's just unlucky because Bangladesh really don't play, you know, bigger sides a lot. So, he's really not had a chance to prove himself in the bigger seats. All right. And I'm personally going for Stokes as well. Uh, Y'all have given the stats, but I'm going to go beyond the stats. Just as a cricketer, he's that person who gives you that 100%, 110% all the time. He's always there, ready to take the ball. He's bowled 15 over spells. I can count multiple occasions where he's bowled those long 13, 14, 15 over spells. And it really takes someone who has that sort of dedication to towards the team's goals to sort of do those things and he has played all over the world he's one of the he's been one of the best all-rounders in the last few years at least so my pick would be Ben Stokes but then yeah if anyone wants to sort of amend their choice to Shakib since Gaurav brought him up as well we can sort of have a little bit of a discussion Uh, and then move yeah Stokes was uh, uh, I mean a very uh, very you know, uh, interesting option and probably the closest uh, to my team. But then just looking at our team combinations, I thought, uh, you know, our second spinner would be, you know, because we are not sure whether this team would play in Australian conditions or just in England conditions. There might be cases where you got to play in Asian conditions as well. So, and uh, got to us to, I mean, uh, Australian, I mean, the other teams, they normally have two or three spinners when they play in India. So you got to have the second spinning option as well, and uh, yeah, even the stats back it up. But yeah, I, I can make peace with Stokes as well. Just looking at the team combinations, seems like Shaki would the better choice. You bring up an important point that we do have to look at our team combination as of now. And right now we have three premier fast bowlers in Rabada, Kane, and Anderson. Uh, Nikhil, do you want to sort of reconsider maybe Shaki, or you're happy with Stokes there? I think Shakib is a very good player, no doubt. He's been the test all-rounder for what? 2010, 11, 12 and 13. 
But if you look at the later part of the decade, he's kind of been unavailable or not been to the best of his form. I think the last I saw, saw a very good uh, test performance from Shaqe was in 2017 when they defeated Australia at home. Uh, I think he he got picked up six wickets and scored a half century. But since then, he's kind of been not in action or not really his best. So, he can't I think I would the still Stokes. No, no, I'm not talking about the ban. I'm talking way before of the course, ban. I mean, yeah. since he's got banned, yeah. we haven't had test cricket for Bangladesh. But even so, you said playing in India when the last time Bangladesh played in India, not now, that was I think in 2017 when Kohli scored his fourth double century. Uh, Shakib scored I think 80 runs and nothing much in wickets or runs in the second inning. So I would still give, I mean, he's a quality player, but I would still give the benefit of the doubt to Stokes. Fair point, Jayant. Are you sticking with Stokes? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Shakib hasn't really, whenever he's played, I think I don't think he's really been effective in, you know, foreign conditions, I mean, non Asian conditions. So, you know, I would stick with Stokes. I mean, overall, uh, even Stokes' performances in India and Sri Lanka, it's pretty much how uh, Shakib's record is outside Asia. So, uh, you know, you uh, you can't really differentiate on that part. Uh, but yeah, I can make peace with Stokes as well. All right. So, we're slotting in Stokes. Uh, let's sort of recap our 11. We start off with Cook, Warner, Williamson, Kohli and Smith. Now, uh, where do we slot in Slo- uh, Stokes and De Villiers? Does De Villiers come in at six and Stokes? I think De Villiers seven? comes ahead of Stokes. Yeah. Are we okay with that? Okay, sure. cool. So De Villiers at number six, uh, who will also be our wicketkeeper. Stokes at seven, Ashwin at eight, Rabara, Stain, and Anderson. We, uh, to be honest, we didn't even mention guys like Jason Holder and Ravinder Jarija, who have been right up there as well. But Neither Lyon. Yeah, Nathan Lyon and it's all these players need and they do need a special mention. But our team, I mean, there have been some great performances this decade. So, hopefully, oh, we did a great job. We still haven't decided on our captain. Let's sort of finish on that note. Who will be leading this side? Why don't we start with Giant? Uh, I'd go with Kohli. I think, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's won the first ever in first time India's ever won, you know, Test Series in Australia. He's captained well in England. He's he's batted very well as a captain as well. So and he's also like you know he's been solid home, solid at home. So I would go to Virat Kohli. He has good captaincy qualities and he's an aggressive captain and he plays better. I I believe he plays better as a captain than he doesn't. So I would go to Virat Kohli just because his performance as a player when he's a captain is better in tests. All right, Nikhil, who are you going for? Uh, tough call because you have Smith, you have Williamson, you have Virat, you have Alistair Cook and then you have Ashwin who's sort of a captaincy candidate as well but I think I'd go with Cook I mean it's I mean if the votes go with Virat it's Virat but then I think I'd go with Cook because he's won a series in India like Gaurav mentioned it also, it's also important how you perform in Asian countries he's won a series in India, he's won a series in UAE and in Sri Lanka and he's been the top performer for the team as well. So, more or less like leading from the front. So, and he's had a good, very good ashes as well back when he was not the captain, but still. So, I would go with Cook. Gaurav, catch us. My, my captain is Williamson. Uh, when you have guys like Virat and Smith in the same team the, uh, and Warner, uh, you got to have someone uh, really calm as your captain who can manage all these players. I think he's got a great cricketing brain as well. Uh, he did brilliantly uh, in IPL as well and has been doing great for uh, New Zealand. He goes unnoticed as a captain, but to, whatever, uh, to be fair to him, New Zealand don't have enough resources as the other teams has, but he managed to make the most out of it. Just a calm head and uh, personal favourite of mine as well. So, yeah, I think Williamson would be uh, the best choice for this team looking at uh, you know the fidey players that we have also we don't have that worry about be, uh, the matches being decided in the super over so he <laughs> you know does well on that front that, so England uh, can never win it yes yeah of course I mean the world test championship is going on but he'll be sure that the finals won't be decided based on a super over so uh, you're sorted on that sure that's a very good point I was initially going to go no, with absolutely Coke. But I think you make a very important point regarding having people like Warner, Kohli and all these hotheads in the same team. So I think I'm going to go with Williamson as well as my captain. 
Now we also have to decide our 12th man for this wonderful team. And you can probably go for your 12th man being a reserve batsman, bowler, or maybe someone who was close to getting to the team but just didn't quite make it. Whatever that is, Gaurav, you start us off with your 12th man. Yeah, look, my 12th man uh, Shakib for sure because, uh, again, for the same point, uh, when you would want a backup spinner, just having four fast bowlers and one spinner in Asian credentials is too big a risk. And uh, he goes unnoticed. Again, I would say that point. His stats back it up and, yeah, uh, just a class player overall. So, Shakib, and he was probably the most discussed uh, in our team as well. Yeah, I think looking at, uh, so ideally this person with this play wasn't my 12th man, but looking at the team combination and the discussions that we had, I think it's Shakibal Hassan, uh, given that Gaurav mentioned a very valuable point that, you know, if we're playing in, if this team plays, sorry, you know, if the team plays, you know, the Asian countries like Sri Lanka, UAE, India, and you just can't play with Ashwin, you need someone like Shakib and Mayamai who might replace Stokes. And I think he's a perfect option there. Giant? Are you making a hat-trick for Shakib? Uh, no, actually, no. Um, I'm actually going with an autofield pick. I'm going with Davinder Jadeja. I think with the, you know, the new con- concussion rules and stuff, I think he can, he's someone that can do everything. He can bowl, he can field, he can bat. And, you know, he can come in for a batsman, he can come for a bowler, he can come in for, a, obviously, one of the best fielders ever. So, and he's very underrated as a batsman. Uh, Ranji Trophy, he scored uh, two triple hundreds. So, you know, he has potential. He has a, you know, surprisingly, he has a very good average. He, he averages in the 30s in test cricket. So, as a batsman, he's, he's one of the most economical bowlers ever. He's performed very well for India. He's done it for India in the big series, you know, in all kinds of major series. And with characters like Smith and Warner on the side, they would find a way to get him in. So, you know, I think uh, Jadeja, like, should be, like, no, 12th man. I think he's, he outperforms Shakib in certain departments of the game. I do feel that, um, you know, Jadeja, we did not speak about him enough, um, given that he's he's a great all-rounder. And personally, I too would go with uh, Jadeja as my 12th man. I think he's a gun fielder. Um, as you said, you know, where he's done well with the bat, he does well with the ball. He's that holder, that, you know, that um, left arm option as well. So, I would prefer him over uh, someone like Shakib. Then, I think we are at uh, a tiebreaker now with Shakib at two and Jareja at two. Anyone, you know? Yeah, look, uh, I mean, Jareja's case is pretty strong as well. But uh, the one thing about Shakib we can, we should consider is Bangladesh. He's been... uh, you know, pretty much throughout the rise of Bangladesh, he's been an integral part of it. Uh, Bangladesh is not that stronger team. And I think him along with uh, guys like Tamim Iqbal and Mushfikar Rahim have had uh, big roles to play uh, in that, uh, you know, development of Bangladesh cricket. Uh, it's it's a very important part. You need to have guys who are like strong characters uh, as well, uh, who probably might be underrated, but skill-wise and, you know, uh, just go in there, do your work. Uh, so, uh, Shakib, I feel, is that kind of a cricketer. Uh, even he has scored a century in New Zealand as well. Pretty tricky conditions. At, uh, and uh, off late, he's been toppered a batsman in one-day cricket as well. Let's not forget the 2019 World Cup, post which he is on, he's not played. But then once he's back, I think uh, we can expect to see a lot of runs and wickets uh, scored from him. It's a strong a strong call for Jadeja as well. Uh, Adit, what, what do you have to say on this? No, I was asking if you seem like you can be persuaded into sort of going with Jadeja. As a yeah, it's, it's the 12th man. I mean, I'm uh, fine with... I would uh, actually, I mean, as a backup spinner, when we talk about... So the point about the 12th man is more about when you play in the Asian conditions. So I think... Jadeja is uh, an equally good option there as well because you, uh, your batting uh, normally, uh, you know, does uh, score 400 and 450s and your 7 and 8s don't get that chance. It's more about, uh, you know, the bowling abilities. And I think Jadeja has done pretty well in Indian conditions. Uh, he has an average, to be honest, uh, around 25 and uh, pretty good strike rate as well. So, 
uh, yeah in that regard i can i can go in with jareja all right so i think we'll go with jareja as our number yes. as our 12th man and i think that sort of concludes our team of the decade it'll be up on your screen right about now um but yeah thanks a lot guys it's it's been a long discussion but it's been an entertaining one and i have to thank um both our guests for the time that you all have spent on this uh, podcast so thank you very much nikhil and thanks a lot jayant as well thanks guys it's been a pleasure yeah man it's been good it's a good discussion thanks gorov um and thanks a lot for watching if you any of you all have still stuck Uh, and uh, we would like to know your teams and uh, your opinions on what could have been the other options and uh, we are okay with getting uh, flagged we are go- okay with getting uh, lots of positive responses as well so yeah and hopefully we'll come with more teams as well so watch out for all those odi teams and the t20 teams as well for sure all that interesting stuff coming um, very very soon so please consider subscribing to the channel as well And thanks a lot for watching. See you guys later.